and welcome to this week's episode of Bleep Bad That, that Out. You know oh. the Tumor Wolves game where they're like, are you ready? Are like, you ready? I feel like we need to bleep that out intro like that. We do. Bleep that out. It makes, makes me think of Wipeout. Wipeout. Oh yeah, it totally does. It sounds very aggressive, but I like it. Yeah. Good intro. So I love how's it. it going? I feel like we, Savannah and I kind of want to do, we normally do questions like on Instagram, but I feel like we just want to vibe. We just want to vibe with each other back and forth and see how it goes. Because see where it takes us. One of our first episodes was like that and it was so fun and it was actually one of my favorite ones. That was so one at my house, right? Yeah. And we literally faced just each other. Yeah. It was just like we're having a conversation. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> that episode was fun. That was that was our first episode or one of our first ones, right? I think first or second. And then the second or um then the most recent stuff we've been doing is like advice questions and answering like but I just I wanted to come back to the stomping grounds. I love it. Keep it nice and light. Keep it fun. Find out some dirty secrets about you that I don't know yet and vice versa. Yeah, I feel like we always spill the deeds. Um okay, so Savannah was just telling me we lost our favorite gummies. We did. I'm so bummed about that. Because it sort of sucks. I can't believe it because I'm like out of nowhere, they just passed that law where all of a sudden you can't buy anything over 50 milligrams a package or a gummy or something. And so now they, all the ones that were like the higher dose ones that I was like, oh, this is great. It'll last way longer. Yeah. They, you can't buy them anymore. Because we buy the bottles that are like stronger per thing but we just I take like a little nibble off of because I'm like oh this should last like eight years right you're gonna be like they're gonna be rock solid like hardening no, by literally. the time you eat them but I'm so bummed about that because yeah. I actually took a gummy last night like of the newer package did not feel a thing really? compared to yeah so I'm kind of curious to see where it goes from here because I'm like that's kind of a bummer you guys buy gummies way more often than I do yeah well, I but feel it's like, also just me. Yeah, and like coast tolerance is so high because he like smokes as well. So like for him, that's always kind of been oh. mm, because he, I found this out that um, in Minnesota, you can actually get a medical card for PTSD. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. You can't have a med card though if you own a gun. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can't own a firearm if you are medically. And that's the other thing. So like say one day he, if he's got a med card, he can never own a gun. That's crazy. I did not know that. Because you basically admitted to the government that you willingly take a substance. I mean, actually, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also like, that's kind of crazy because you think about all those people that are like on stimulants or drinking or yeah. like on like yeah. Vicodin, like all yeah. that crazy shit. Well, technically that should, I think that should go into things that they. Wild. Yeah. When was the first time you took a gummy? What is Or anything. What was your first experience being high? So... Back in high school, I was terrified of weed, like terrified because it's illegal. It's a drug like addiction is real. Yeah. I hated it. It scared the fuck out of me. It's so my first time ever. It was actually an accident. And I was at a party. I was actually in college. It wasn't even high school. I had just moved back to Florida. So I was like 18 maybe. And we went to this party and it was like a bunch of our high school friends, whatever. And I had a boyfriend and I went with my girlfriend who was dating one of my boyfriend's best friends. Anyway, so it was us at this party and we were like the only two girls and the guy that threw the party he lived with his grandparents okay but his grandparents were out of town and there was brownies on the counter I was hoping grandma was there with you no there was brownies on the counter I was like oh my god that's so cute his grandma made us brownies for this party and she just left them on the counter because they were literally like on you know like those old corral plates with like the rote like the flowers yeah. around the edges yeah that was what the plate was on or what the brownies were on. And it's so always the brownies. Me and my girlfriend, her name was Courtney, we ate two. Mind you, these brownies were like massive chunks, like probably a four by four brownie. Yes, we ate two. And 
throughout the rest of the party, Courtney and I kept looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we kind of started getting hit at the same time. Thank God. At least there was that. But also, that's terrifying. Thank God. Sorry, my nose is running. I'm not trying to be like... Oh, no, you're good. You can feel it now. That's good. Yeah. I promise I don't do cocaine. (laughs) Um, As I'm talking about drugs. Anyways, so... I just remember being okay. So then our boyfriends took us out to eat after and they knew, but we didn't know that they knew that like they knew we ate them, but they didn't tell us like what was in them. They were, they like, were like, we're, gonna we're this just going to, we're just going to let them ride this out. So I remember sitting at KFC in the middle. It was like probably midnight and we're like, Courtney and I are sitting next to each other, like giggling, but also like terrified of what our boyfriends are going to say because we're like, okay, something's wrong with us. But again, we still had no idea. So I just remember sitting there shoveling, shoveling mashed potatoes down my throat. And then I was at the time, I was like, well, I don't really eat things one by, I eat things one by one. Yeah. So I'm like shoveling mashed potatoes down my throat. Then I'm like getting to the chicken. Then I was excited to get to the bread. And then I was just ready. I was just ready to go the fuck home. I go home. I wake up the next morning. I felt like I got hit by a bus. Whoever says that like weed helps you sleep better and like wake up feeling refreshed. Not when you overdose on the shit. No, you're probably still high. If you ate two brownies, you were probably walking around still high the next day. I felt like I got hit by a bus and my boyfriend at the time looked over at me and he was just like dying laughing. And he was like, yeah, you bitches ate weed brownies. And we just didn't want to tell you because we didn't want to spike you. And they knew that like we didn't like weed. So you'd go into like that panic moment of being like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was not happy. And um, to this day, I will remember that forever. And yeah. I love that for what you. What was your first time? You were just running around. Oh, just yeah. Balls high at KFC. Thank God I wasn't driving. Thank God I wasn't driving because oh, I would not have been able to drive. I don't know how people drive high. That scares the shit out of me because I'm like, I like being stationary. Like, I don't like being yeah. out and about, which is, I feel like your first experience is always when you're out and about and then you like have this terrible first experience and you don't try it again for a long time. We should tell the story about when we were in New York Fashion Week. Do you remember that? Okay, so it was the night that all that drama went down. Yes. Okay, so now I I blocked in, that out of my brain. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys this because Savannah remembers this. Savannah and I, Savannah t- brought these gummies that were, what, 350s? Yeah, 350s. And you took a half of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I take 10s. You were taking 125s. Yeah. You took a half. And for whatever reason, you and your brain thought, since I take a half at home, I need to take a half of yours. But I take a half of a 20. You were taking half of 350s. Math so, is never my strong suit. I just want to throw that out there. So I took 150 when I only take 10. And I remember sitting there like, as I, high school I had just swallowed it. And I looked at Savannah. And I was like, wait, you take a half of your half. And I take a half of my half at home. And I was like, but you take stronger holes so I was like oh so I'm sitting here like I took 15 times the amount that I normally take mm-hmm. I remember feeling like I was sinking into the couch anyways moving along Raphael was with us thank fucking god yeah that because actually was a good for whatever reason you and I are completely gone and we're in bed and I was like I physically could not even breathe I couldn't live like I thought I was gonna die I thought I needed to call the paramedics no fucking joke the paramedics showed up at our door pounding on the door you need to let us in we're like are we getting punked right now is this Ashton Kutcher Raphael's freaking the fuck out he was like nobody called the cops nobody called the paramedics he's checking Savannah's nice phone making sure we didn't accidentally call anybody come to find out like the apartment complex that we were staying in one side's a hotel one side's a comp like an apartment and the apartment number called but not the hotel number and they came to the hotel side and so Raphael's freaking out he's scared shitless like all this stuff Savannah and I cannot even function we were like 
in bed, I literally was like, I have to go to sleep. Like, I cannot deal with this. I have to go to sleep. Raphael at like two in the morning is trying to find us a new hotel to go stay at because he thinks that like maybe our safety was compromised. Yeah. He was thinking that maybe somebody found out that it was us that was staying there and was like pranking us. Like he didn't know. He was scared shitless. I've never seen him pace back and forth so much. Like he was so mad. This, 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 just pacing. I was like, you could, I could feel his anxiety. And then because we were high, I was like, it was even worse. I'm like, oh my gosh. Not only that, our front door didn't have a peephole because I don't know what. Well, we didn't know how to work it at the time. It was there like was one of those a old vintagey ones that you had to like lift up a box, but it was like a box within a you box. You had to slide the box. Yeah. yeah. And Raphael didn't know how to work it. So we couldn't even see who was out there. They were just saying they were paramedics and we were like, no. So then they finally left. Raphael like contacted security and they're like, no, nobody called the cops. Like nobody called the medics. So we're now like, what the fuck? There was three guys at our door. We heard three voices. The next day they show up again. Thank God we weren't high at this point, but I was Thank just God. like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Go back to your first Literally. Time. I was like, I just literally was like your high school boyfriend. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that you just took a half, but I also didn't mean to, I didn't mean to drug you, but I kind of did, but I didn't mean to. It's okay. I'll forgive. My math is not good. I will never claim to be good at math. I literally like, I'm not good at it. But my first time was again in public. I feel like in public's the worst experience. Like if you're going to get high the first time, do not go outside, stay home, stay home. Yeah. Because mine was, it was me my boyfriend at the time and then his brother and we were all going to the state fair and his brother made pot brownies and they were like perfect we're all gonna eat one I'm like okay great like I'm with two people that are very like do it all the time like I feel safe didn't think anything they should have been like no don't go out in public you're gonna well they be probably paranoid. are fine in public and they don't care they're totally fine in public like you would not know that they're high I swear probably because they're probably high all the time to be honest yeah. but we were walking through and they both started to feel their brownie and I was like, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. And I still was like just walking around and they were high as shit. And I'm like, okay, well, if you guys are snacking on food, like I want to be at like your level or so I thought I do not want to be on their level ever again in my life because I ate another one. So I had two and all of a sudden I was walking around the state fair and the first one kicks the in. The first one kicks in like within two, probably 20 to 30 minutes of me eating the second one. And I was like, I'm fucked because I had never felt anything before like and then you're like more is coming literally I didn't even drink like I did not drink through high school anything this was in high school so this was when I was I think seven 16 this was senior going into senior year what a summer good place between. to be high though a great place to be high until you're walking through the world market until section you're like completely stoned yeah and then I was walking through the world market section and you know when things start to like move because you're so high I was at that level and we walked past the day of the dead section oh yeah there is literally a picture of me like squeezing my boyfriend like this terrified because I thought the skeletons were coming to life. And then at one point I had to go to the bathroom and I'm like, I don't want to go by myself because I was so high. I like literally was like, couldn't function, couldn't function, but I did. And then I came out and they were gone. And I just remember like spinning in a circle and I'm like, where'd they go? Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Because I, it felt like an eternity, but it was literally like a minute. But I was like, I was standing there for like ever. I like almost started oh, yeah. to cry. Time yeah. feels so slow. And it's one of my favorite parts about it. But it's also like, because I'm like, oh, yay. Like time feels so slow. I was like, oh, it's been in 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I love it. And then I ended up, we ended up leaving because I was just so panicked. I was like, I don't even want food. Like I just want to go because I was so paranoid. I was like, people can tell things are coming a lot to life. Like one of my things that I hate about it is always feeling like I'm going to get hurt. Like if you, like, do you ever have that? That anxiety? The anxiety of like something's going to go wrong. Like that's the one thing I don't like when you're too. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that way anymore because I feel like I know my levels now where it's like, I feel yeah, like same. I'm okay, but I feel like in the situation where you were in, like where you accidentally took too much, which I have done, I'm like, Ooh, or taking more because you don't think you feel the first one. Then the anxiety for me is more like, I feel like someone's going to like break in. I'm like, 
Is someone going to like creep yeah. around my house? Like there's just like this uneasy feeling. I like when it's like enough where it's, you don't even feel high. You just feel relaxed and like yeah. calm. That's like the perfect level. I like laughing. I like just like that. Being, like, I need a little bit more to be giggly, but yeah. I like like literally just like this much gets me to the point where I'm like, Ooh, okay. I'm good. Like mellow. Yeah. Mellow. Yeah. And I'm like fully functioning. I'm fully like I could, if the cops showed up at my door, you would never know. Like, but I need to be on like a, point five right you're like just like a little nibble like literally yeah. a nibble literally. no I agree with you I hate the paranoid feeling I don't get that much anymore because I take it enough to know yeah, my know levels but I honestly I'm like Oof. I love to snack on it though because food tastes so much better oh my gosh what's your favorite high snack those dynamite chips okay those are fire when you're high actually those are really good except or for pizza. the fact that my tongue burns that doesn't burn so good so wild. I love pizza I always crave pizza or Taco Bell Taco Bell is the best I literally love Taco Bell I will DoorDash that shit I don't care how much it costs I will DoorDash Taco Bell Raphael and I almost Anytime. DoorDashed in bed oh this is a question I have for you okay do you actually use DoorDash DoorDash you know I depends more because there's Uber Eats Grubhub or DoorDash which one do you actually use Uber Eats more than okay. anything we were just talking about this last night in bed Actually, I was on the phone with Reagan and Raphael. We were talking. We were talking about Reagan about something completely different. And Raphael's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna Grubhub some food," and we only use Uber Eats. I was like, "Who uses he, Grubhub?" We don't. He calls it Grubhub. I call it DoorDash, and all we use is Uber Eats. <laughs> and Reagan was dying laughing because she's like, "No, that's so funny." Like, I only use, or she's like, "I mainly use DoorDash, but I call all of them DoorDash." It's just you know easier I mean? to like, say. DoorDash just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, DoorDash is just easy. Like, yeah. and it's I don't know, like Uber Eats. Like, I'm gonna Uber Eats it. Like, no, I'm just gonna DoorDash it. Yeah, it just it flows better. And like Grubhub, like I'm gonna Grubhub it. It just sounds like Grub. Like I don't want to Grub. Like it sounds like ugh. Yeah, aggressive. But I use Uber Eats more than anything. Yeah, and the same. That's so why I'm like, I, I didn't don't know think why. about that. But that's a yeah, really good point. Yeah, we all call it. We all call it something different. I guarantee you, unless I do feel like DoorDash is the most used. Yeah, phrase. I feel like DoorDash was the first one. Was it? Or maybe Bite Squad. Because there's Bite Squad, too. They I've never all... once heard of Bite Squad. Really? Never. I feel like um, my side of town, Bite Squad has more delivery options for food. Bite Squad just sounds like it's on your side of town. <laughs> it's like don't Geek Squad, squad over Bite here. Squad, you Bite know? Squad. It has a nice, you just feel like you're being supported, you know? Bite Squad. Yeah. I'm supported in my bites, you know? Yeah. It's a full experience. I hear it makes good money. People live off of like that income. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I guess I, I pay a lot of their income. Well, and then you think about all the fees they charge. Like it's a, they yeah. do a lot of fees. So it makes sense. One thing I did find out though about Uber Eats is that you can actually take off the, or maybe it's Bite Squad. It, one of the two, you can take off the service charge. Like you can actually take it off because they say that that goes, it's not a tip, but people think it's a tip, but it goes straight to the company. So you can take it off and then I just increase the tip if I'm going to tip. Mm-hmm. There's like a, one of the line items that you can take off as like an extra charge. Weird. Yeah. I think it's Bite Squad that has that. Because well, they're probably fucking scamming people. And then right? they're like, you can take it off. Well, that's like when you order something, it's like, okay, your order's $20. And then by the time you're done with all the fees, like I ordered crumble cookies. I'm like, great, cool. By the time I was done, it was like $54 to get it delivered. Or your fucking Starbucks when you got one drink. <sighs> I still have no idea how that fucking happened. That was a $40 venti drink. That's crazy. And it didn't even taste like a $40 drink. I was so mad that I'm like, I'm going to drink every last sip of this just because I'm so angry that it cost me $40 for one Starbucks. That's so wild to me. I would have thrown that shit out the window. And said, I was fuck them. I was so mad. I was like, how in the world does that happen? That's wild. I'm like, with was all- it a holiday? No, it wasn't a holiday. I want to know what people's most expensive 
Oh, that's a dashing good experience has been or food delivery experience has been the crate or like what's, what's your the craziest? least for the most? Yeah. Like that. Cause I feel like that and an acai bowl, those are the two things that I feel like I've ordered. I don't think I would order an acai bowl through an app because it would come melted. Yeah. I just, honestly I did, but I ordered the biggest one because I knew I was going to have it for a couple days cause I was staying in house sitting. Oh yeah. So I'm like, I'll just do a big one because I felt like I was eating so much junk food because not a couple. Yeah. They're so expensive. They're so expensive, but it was so good. And it honestly lasted for I like can't. four days. I can't. I get that. I totally get that. It was way more expensive when I got it delivered too. What was it? Like 25 bucks? It was like 30. Yeah. It was like 34 or something. Never. They're high. No, it was crazy. But I'm like, it did last me for like four or five days for breakfast because it was like, I didn't need that much. And it was a big tub. There was this doctor who was on TikTok and she made a video and she's like, they say it's expensive to be healthy in America, but it's more expensive to be sick in America. And I'm like, valid, but like 30 fucking dollars for a smoothie in a bowl. No. Yeah, no. No. I I mean, I could make it myself. I'll eat my dynamite chips and take my risks. Right. I'm like, but I'm lazy, okay? I don't want to make it. It's so hard. <laughs> no, literally. I used to get those. Um, They're at Costco, actually. Those acai packets. Those are fire. Those are so good. They're like $10 for what? Yeah. 12 of them? I think it's like 12 And then you can get them at Cub. But I think it's cheaper at Costco because you get the bulk box. Yeah. But those They're are good. so worth it. The yeah. only thing that sucks is you got to let them sit out for a while. Yeah. I just put it in the blender with like enough milk to make it not oh. sit out for a while because then it comes more frozen. So smart. I put like almond milk in it. That's smart. It works. Anyways, fun fact. Anyways, <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you what's an injury that you've witnessed, not what you had. Oh, that's a great question. I've witnessed a few injuries. I feel like I already talked about on our actually I feel like it was one of those early episodes about my watching my dad cut his knee with a chainsaw that was fun but then the other injury that I feel like I witnessed that I was like oh my gosh this is terrifying was my sister before we moved so it was way pre-covid she ended up we had this little like motorbike and mind you my mom has always said we are not getting motorcycles we are not getting dirt bikes like that is just not it we can get four-wheelers Great. Awesome. Just not a dirt bike. Kay. My dad bought one without her knowing. Ah, shit. So let's start there. Nathan, Typical him. Literally. Nathan and him having the time of their lives. I said I didn't want to get on it. And Julia was like, sure, I'll get on it. Just show me where the brakes are. Mind you, Julia, to start, is just accident prone <sighs> anything. Not really fully coordinated. She's great, but she just got long limbs. Yeah, she does. She just She's doesn't like know a her giraffe. Strength. Yeah. She's just, just like his spine footing. You know? And a little unstable, a little sturdy, you know, it's fine. But she was on there and all of a sudden I was inside actually and I hear this screaming. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And she's going down this hill of our old driveway because it used to be a quarter of a mile long. So we had a really long driveway. And she was going down screaming and she's like, I can't find the brake. I can't find the brake. And all of a sudden the she lets the bike go, hits the tree, Flips off, hits her head, ends up breaking her collarbone. And my mom, oh, I would have not wanted to be on the side of her anger that day. She was so mad. Oh, my God. She what did she so say? What did she, she do? Well, she was at work. So my dad's like, all right, everyone get in the car. We'll call mom when we, like, go and go, you to, know, the hospital. go to the hospital. Took her in did the whatever scan, found out that she needed surgery. So my mom was just like, she's not seeing just any surgeon. Like I'm going to do my research because she knows so many surgeons and yeah. her clients have 
people and all of that. So she ended up finding a different surgeon. So Julia waited a week for surgery and she was in this sling. But my mom, when we walked in and she came in, she was just like her eyes glazed over. And I was like, oh, I'll pray for you, dad, because this ain't going to be good for you. (laughs) I'm like, I'll pray for you. How much trouble was he in? Oh, that motorbike is long gone. We was sold it, it immediately? Oh, yeah. No one, I don't think we've ever gotten on it again. I don't think any of us have ever gotten on it again since then. And my mom was just so mad. She's like, this is exactly why. Because you can't put kids on a motorbike, especially Julia, of all people. I'm like, yeah. Especially because those things are just hard. And it's I like, wouldn't get on one. No, they scare me. I didn't get on it. I'm like, it's just not worth it. Golf carts and four-wheelers, sure. But yeah. Do you know those, Um, what are they? Little scooters that like the motorized scooters? Yeah. So I have two stories with those that freak me out. And people always make fun of me that I won't get on them. You wouldn't get on them in Texas when we were there. I will not ride them. The one time I was sitting at a bar and this bar, like it was like all glass windows that kind of surrounded the bar and it was a corner. So like the sidewalk kind of went, it wasn't like a hard left or a hard right. It was like a, a circle-y corner. And I just remember watching this girl come around and she was like coming from behind us because I'm like facing this way. And she just plummeted she was trying to make the right and she fell directly on her elbow shattered the elbow like completely shattered it and like the ambulance came they picked her up whatever we actually ended up seeing her out a couple weeks later with like her arm all done up and we were like oh my god we like watched you fall were you drunk at that point or were you like still like it was in the middle of the afternoon on like a saturday or a sunday yeah it was like a weekday or a weekend and it was like three four o'clock in the afternoon and um we saw her a couple weeks later all like bandaged up and like in her sling and shit and she was like no I literally shattered every single piece of my elbow like they had to take out the bits of the bones and like she had a false elbow yeah oh shit then the other one Raphael actually has a photo of it he was scootering home one night because he would bar he would bounce at um a bar downtown and he came home one night when he lived downtown and I didn't live with him at this point but he still has it because he he saw a scooter, one was on the floor, or like one was on the ground sideways, one was sitting up. The storyline was when he like found it out, um, someone hit a corner and cracked his skull open, fell and cracked his skull. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And Raphael actually went and looked into the records because there was blood everywhere on the sidewalk, like a massive puddle the of blood. It's like crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, he actually took a photo of it on his snap and he had it on his Snapchat at the time and he still has the picture of it. And I'm like, I could never get on one of those things. You will never catch me on them. One, they go too fast. Like just in general, they go too fast. They go yeah. up to like 30 miles an hour. Yeah. And to not be buckled in, to have nothing on, like you don't even ride your bike that fast. Well, and other people, like there's other people yes. that walk on the sidewalks or like the roads. I think of bikers all the time, and I'm like, I can't believe they're legal. Honestly, no, I don't. And get not it. only that, most people do it when they're intoxicated. They don't want to drink and drive, so they'll get on a scooter, especially if they live downtown. Yeah. They'll be like skirt, skirt. That people would do that all the time. Like when I was living downtown and I had friends in like other buildings, they would literally get on a scooter and they would drive up to the bar and then they would scooter home. And I'm like, I you're can, fucking psycho. Like, I you can never. can never catch me do that. Well, that's, I feel like when you're drunk, you have that confidence, which yeah. is great. But like, don't put yourself in that life-threatening situation because that's terrifying. No. Yeah, no. All the I'll blood. never get on them. Oh. People try all the time and they're like, it's fine. You'll be fine. You're sober. I'm like, no, I'm not coordinated enough. One. Two, they go way too fucking fast. <gasps> no. And I'm not in a helmet. I don't got my elbow pads on. No. Like, that is not for me. Even if I did, I would still say no. I honestly, I don't think I've ever gotten on one because I'm afraid more of looking like a fool because I would be going like 10 miles an hour. I'd be like, no, literally skirting like and breaking. I would be like, uh, yeah, uh, 
my ex-boyfriend, I want to say he made me or tried to make me get on one. I might have gotten on it and then got off. I don't remember exactly, but it was more like it was a straight shot. And I was like, yeah, no. And I think I remember going into like a restaurant. He went and scooted around and I was like, yeah, no. My fear would be that I would be in like a cute little dress and all of a sudden I would like fall over and like flash the whole world. <laughs> have you ever flashed anyone like on purpose? <laughs> no, not on purpose. I don't know if I've ever flashed anybody. I don't think I have either. Except for like in my like rave days when I would go out like barely in any clothes. Oh yeah. Like the rave days. My little pasties. Yeah. And my like fishnet tops. I was like, that's so cute. I hope those pictures never surface ever. (laughs) I hope those pictures never surface. Have you ever shit your pants? (laughs) No. I'd be so serious. Honestly, no. I definitely have probably peed my pants because I used to wet the bed for a really long time until I was like 10. I wet the bed when I'm drunk. No, seriously. Hey, that's how you got Raphael. You locked him in with that. That yeah. is for sure. I you peed know? in his mattress and I said, claimed territory. You're like, this is mine. I just marked my territory. Thank you so he much. He actually just bought that mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He's like, all right, got a, got a girl sleeping in my bed that just wet yeah. the bed. I got this brand new mattress, you know, oh, well. but hey. I haven't done that since my little brother's 21st birthday. I haven't been blackout drunk in s- literally probably since my 21st I don't like that feeling of no control it It makes and I don't I don't like that I'm gonna get sick for the next two days two to three now wait have you ever shut your pants no but I almost had an experience last weekend because I was (laughs) literally last weekend no deadass I was telling my little brothers the other day I had we were I was with both of them and they were my dad had really bad like can't hold it shit I remember you telling me that yeah like he would be driving and he would literally be like I gotta stop in a quick trip like right now and he would leave us in the car for like 20 minutes and he would just go shit his brains out. And like he was always so embarrassed about it and we would make fun of him for it. And now at least three of my four siblings, like the three of the four of us have this issue. And my two younger brothers were talking about it the other day. And they were like, my youngest brother was like, I can't shit at work. And I was like, there's going to be one day where it just hits you and you physically can't hold it anymore. Like you on the party bus. <laughs> yes. That happened. Like that happened. Like I'm like, I just can't. And, and I was out running errands with Haley the weekend before when I was doing, um, I was getting stuff for like the elderly. And I was like, no, I literally have to shit my brains out. Like right now I have to go now. And I was in the car and I was like, I literally pulled into Hy-Vee and I went in and I was like, thank fucking God. But I told my little brother, so like, it just gets to a point in your age. And I was like, I don't know if it's just our genetics or what, but like it, there's no holding it. Like it's like, gonna come and yeah. you have no choice it could be an autoimmune thing I'm sure it is because it was my dad and now like three of us have that issue like oh my god it was so bad and um no I've never shit my pants but I am always worried about like shitting my pants while giving pregnancy or like giving birth and then also like on surgery like I always try to go in with like a clean colon because I'm like <laughs> empty me out real quick so that I don't right. shit on the table that actually I have had that thought with like some of the surgeries that I've done I'm like what if I pee will you guys clean me up or like will you just let me sit in it or will you tell me that I did it or will you not? I They said that they would put a, when I got my nose done, they said they would put a catheter up there. Yeah. They usually do a catheter if it's over a certain amount of time, but if it's under a certain amount of time, they don't just because it's more risk. Yeah. Of like UTI I later. Right before I went into the surgery. surgery. So I don't feel like I got a catheter. That's but. wild. I feel like you always know you have a catheter because it usually hurts to pee like for the first like couple times. Well, then I feel like I'm Gucci gang. Yeah. I feel like you're probably good, but no, that's why you always carry poopery. That stuff comes in clutch. Mm-hmm. I like those little pocket ones too. I'm like, those are handy. Have you heard the people that shit themselves during sex? Have you heard that? There's this girl that went viral on TikTok because she literally shit the bed. 
Is that because his dick was too big? I have no Because idea. how would that work? I don't know. I'm like, where's the science behind that? His dick must have been massive. No idea. I don't get how, what, what, like in the butt? Well, I'm like, how would you literally like let go of your colon unless too much pressure was coming from the opposite side? So she's either got a really small vagina or he's got a really big dick. <laughs> or they're just incompatible. One of the Shut two. Shut up. <laughs> I want to tell the story so bad of the story that I had for you. Like when I thought I was medically ill and you were like, I now know too much about your husband. <laughs> but I feel like that's a little too, I that's can't. a little too. I mean, yeah. What do you got to believe out, girl? Tell me all about it. I already did tell you all about it. That is so true. What's the... Okay, since we're on the topic of dicks, what's the craziest place you've had sex? <laughs> Let's just get really down and dirty with it today. Not this. Since we're already on the topic of dicks. You know? Bleep that out for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer this one. You want me to go first? You can go first. I still don't think I'm going to know how to answer this one. I feel like the only way is to just say it. Because at this point, the question's out there. <laughs> oh, my God. Raphael, I'm so sorry. Maybe we should just... Is know- yours with your husband? Yes. Okay, that's not fair. That's yes. why it's not fair. True. Raphael and I are very fucking... <laughs> but I also feel like when you're younger, like, the stuff that I did when I was younger, like, even raves or, like the places that I have had sex I'm like I would never do that again like even in public I'm like I could have got arrested no literally Raphael and I talk about that all the time like how many things are um really fucking illegal and the 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 fact that you would end up on a registry list too is even more wild to me right because I'm like definitely we would be sex offenders oh for sure (laughs) you know that for certain things we've done, we've literally probably been sex offenders. Oh, we could technically be on damn. a registered list. Yeah. See, that's it's just like you just don't get caught. And like when you get older, you're like, thank God. Like, like if you ever have a sex on a beach, 110%. If you have sex on a school, if you say in high school, like if, or not in high school, but say you gra- say you were 18 and you and your high school boyfriend were having sex on school grounds, you are considered, that's a juvenile, which means like you were exposed, like you had bodily parts exposed to children, which is a big no I would definitely be a sex offender oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah bleep that out bleep that, bleep out. that out thank that god out. that needs to be in full context though because okay. if we just took a clip of I would definitely be a sex offender imagine that as just the clip people would be like what is going through her head today holy shit no okay let me clarify that we have had sex not at my school because I went to a very small private school but there was a high school that he lived by and there was during the summer we would go and there was this little like back section where they would park all the school buses and we would go in the school buses and just have sex in the school on the school bus (gasps) yeah you know when you're young and you're just living your life you're like I'm wild I'm free I'm invincible not the school bus I know I don't want to think about it did he like go inside of you or like where'd he go or did he the condom okay the condom which is good I forgot because I'm like I wasn't on birth control then (laughs) so I'm like about those you're like who uses those what are condoms no but I was sitting here thinking like please don't tell me he like went on the seat and just left (laughs) the kids get on the bus the next day that's what I'm saying no we we cleaned up after ourselves we never left evidence just in case I hope you were bringing around some Blysol wipes. No, I didn't think that far when I was young, you know, but now I'm like, I'm so sorry for your school bus. Oh my God. <laughs> but that's like, I feel like, I feel like when you're young though, you just do crazier shit because you yeah. don't think that it has a consequence. You just yeah. don't know. No, now 100%. I'm like, oof. Even like young, th- they obviously say that your brain finally matures at what, 26 for females? Yeah. Females is actually like early 20s. Men, it's 25 and new studies are showing 30. Oh, 
I believe so it. So that's why women usually go for older men because they're more mature. I believe it. <laughs> I believe Thanks it too. God for Raphael, because if it weren't for him, I don't know where the fuck I'd be in this lifetime. No, mine was, oh, it's so bad. I was in high school and it's on the highway. I've told you this. On the highway? Yeah. Oh, you got to, you, that is insane. I know. Was the I car driving? Yes. Were you? Full highway speed. Was he driving or were you driving? Both. <laughs> oh, you were driving, girl. I can't even believe I'm putting this out there. Driving that dick. Savannah, stop. I'm like embarrassed. I feel I like, I, I feel like one of those people where I'm like, this is something that I like, I genuinely bleep this out. Genuinely, we should review this episode before it gets out there because we're sharing our dirty yeah. laundry for sure. I was on his lap facing the highway like facing that's wild it was actually thanksgiving night that's actually pretty impressive though. we're coming home from our families. i gotta give you props that's actually impressive yeah i was in a dress so it made it a little bit easier obviously true but i'm like you know driving i mean i would never ever 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 in my wildest dreams suggest that i would never do it again do it again i if i could go back i would literally punch myself in the fucking throat good thing nothing happened yeah like it all was well and it wasn't like a very long time it wasn't like a full session it was just more like haha we want to see if we can do this and we did it and i was like okay then i got kind of freaked out and i was like okay let's see done. that's the thing is like every time i felt like i was in a place like that i couldn't fully like be in the moment because i was also so scared yeah there was one time so my boyfriend at the time well now husband um he got into some legal trouble and we were, I know where you're going with this. We were, um, he had to go and do some time at the workhouse, right? And um, so, mm, mm. explain what a workhouse is for people who don't know. So, a workhouse is where you get to, you have to stay there and check in, check out, but you get to leave for work. So, it's kind of like jail, but not really, because you do have to check in and check out and get signed. The manager has to sign your slip saying, yes, they came to work, but like you get out for work. And so, I would at the time pick him up and drop him off because he, his car was in the shop. And so I picked him up and I dropped him off and there was two different instances that we were like, so basically like a workhouse is you spend the night there, Mm -hmm. you live there, Mm -hmm. you're living in jail, but they let you free for the day to go to work. Yeah. Okay. And you would pick him up to go to his job. Yeah. And then bring him back from his job and go back to the workhouse. Yeah. So we go back to jail for the night. He go back for the night and we were in the parking lot. And, you know, we were young, horny children. It just is what it is. And I literally got on top of him and we were in the car in the parking lot at the workhouse. I'm like, how in the fuck did I not get arrested for that? And then the other time we were at, we were pulling into the workhouse. We had extra time. We pulled to this park. The extra time. Oh yeah. This park, this parking lot. Right. And no one was at the park. We're like, oh, we'll be so discreet. We're in a car. The only car in the parking lot and the park closes at 10 o'clock. It was past 10 o'clock. Not me recording this. Oh my Literally. God. It was so bad. And all of a sudden a cop pulls in. Oh God. Mind you, we had both just gotten in the back seat. Coast had his, shor- his pants off. He was in his boxers. Oh I was not undressed yet. And this cop knocks on the window. <gasps> I'm like, fuck i'm like i told you they were coming and i started to panic i was like open the door open the door and he's in his boxers and she we open the door coast looks at her and she starts talking she's like what are you guys doing and we're like just hanging out like obviously it's very like don't make us feel even worse like you know what we were about to do and she literally was talking and he's like she's like all right can i see your ids and he's like can i get dressed first and he's like, and she's like, sure. And so he slowly gets dressed. So the cops just standing there watching us. And she, luckily she was really kind. Like you could tell that she was also like 
this is embarrassing. She let us go, didn't give us any ticket, nothing. But I'm like, that was the last time I ever had sex in a public place ever. I will, I would have shit my brains out. Yeah. No. And I was pissed. And then mind you, I had to go drop him off at the workhouse after. I'm like, great. I'm like, this is just the best night. <laughs> I have never told that story to anyone. I would be so embarrassed. So, and now I'm telling it to the world. So, hey. I would be so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. And then I was just like, fuck, of course this would happen yeah, as you're already again. in trouble. Like, I'm like, great. At least you married him. So you guys both went down together. <laughs> we did. I was like, thank God. I was like, you take one for the team. And I literally, was, it was so bad. That was the only time I've ever gotten caught. And like, I've had sex in other wild places, but I was like, that was the last time I ever had sex in a public place. Yeah, I could never. And I now to this day would never. I'm like, it's just not worth it. And no. risking everything you could lose. Back no. then, you just don't think. It was f- more like fun to just be kind of rebellious yeah as teenagers and um and your hormones are just crazy when you're young and it's just different see my high school boyfriend and I we just thought it was fun like we just literally got like I don't know like a rush like it was adrenaline almost it was just kind of fun and now I'm like I'm like that was not fun that was traumatizing no at least at least the cop was nice that is the one thing I'm like at least she was nice yeah no thank you I've never had a run-in like that and I would probably never have sex again I would become the next nun yeah, I can tell you we never had sex at the workhouse or that park again. That would be the rebirth of Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swearing my virginity right now. Yeah, no, I would that that would terrify the shit out of me. You're a born again virgin at that point. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Honestly, we didn't have sex for a long time after that because I was so mad and I was so embarrassed. I'm like, no. I'm like, if she would have came ten minutes later, could you imagine where we would have been? <laughs> yeah. Dancing on the dick. Dancing on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, heels <laughs> on my titties. Don't say and Gavana that's on my titties. <laughs> Pop me I my titties. Uh, I ride to Dickie. <laughs> woo woo! Even imagine. Woo woo! So bad. So bad. It's the sound of the police. <laughs> woo woo! <laughs> yeah, literally the sound of the police. I'm like, now whenever I see a cop, I'm like, that's literally the first memory that comes into my mind. That's sad. Yeah. Hey, but at least it's that. What a privilege to have and it's not anything else. I guess Thank it's, God. It could be way worse. It, and like but I also, said. Also, I feel like that's a top five worse. Yeah. Run in with the police. Oh, yeah. That's not what I would ever want to do again. No. I'll tell you that. No, thank that you. That was a one and done type of thing. No, no. Yeah. I, uh, this is so random, but I grew up in a house where um, the family actually sold it because, so the mom had a brother. And the brother was going through like rehab and addiction and all that um, jazz. And he lived with them and he died in the house. <laughs> it's not funny. It's like actually really sad. He overdosed in the house and we like. Wait, this is the house you lived in? Yeah. My parents bought it. And like they knew it because the woman was like, no, well, this is where we're huge selling it. deal probably on yeah. it. Yeah. And um, I ended up getting put in the room that he passed away in. But I didn't know it as a kid. Like I was middle school when we moved. What? And um. Yeah, I actually ended up, this is so random, but I ended up making my brother switch rooms with me when I got my high school boyfriend because I was like, there's no way in hell that like, (laughs) I'm going to see a ghost as I'm having sex with my boyfriend. (laughs) You look over and there's a ghost just standing there like, hey, what's up? Oh my God. What y'all up to? We need to bleep this whole episode out. This whole episode though, I feel like this is us. This is, (laughs) this is is us. Not always. I feel like there's a lot of times we talk about like normal shit. We talk about like business. I feel like you, I feel like our friendship is just full. 
We it's just talk about robust. it all. We talk, it, it's very robust. Actually, um, this pasta salad that I make that my mom made as a kid it sounds really good. And we used to use robust Italian seasoning dressing or dressing. And now it sounds really good. I want it for dinner. Oh, shit. That sounds good. Yeah, it's really I good. didn't know there was such a thing as robust versus regular Italian dressing. Oh, yeah. There's Italian. There's light. There's Mediter- There's something else. Zesty Italian. And then there's the robust. Ooh. It was the robust. Robust sounds filling. I like it's that. It's so good because it's like sweet yet bitter but like oh drop the recipe girl oh, so oh you should make a video of you making that so that i can make it because pasta salad is something that's easy you literally just make your chicken chop it up tricolor pasta oh the little bow ties not the bow ties the like oh the spinny ones yes tricolor pasta i use red onion black olives tomatoes and i cut them all in half throw it in um, that my stepmom amazing. actually used to chop up cheddar cheese and like chunked cheddar cheese. It's actually really fucking good. And then you just put robust Italian seasoning over it. It's so fucking good. Whenever I have a pasta salad, I always have this irrational fear that I'm going to choke. Like I'm like, I know, I know because there was a situation when I was younger that that had happened to. Not the irrational fears. Yeah, literally. I'm like, there was a situation my brother... <laughs> found a little baby charm of our like little necklaces me and julia had these little gummy bear charms my brother found one and he picked it up and he choked on it and my mom had to like give him the heimlich like it was was in the salad no it was on the floor but after watching her do that ever since i like because she was making dinner and the the pasta salad was for dinner and like there was a cabbage salad pasta salad and so like now my head i'm like i don't eat a lot of pasta salad for that reason like i I just maybe make it for the um christmas dinner i can make one Oh yeah, do this that. Is really good. I'll chew twenty times. It'll be good. Um, no, that's actually really funny that you brought that up. So there's, uh, I had got my first kidney infection in high school, and have you ever had a kidney infection? No, but I've heard they're brutal. So fucking brutal. Like I went, I saw stars because I was, it was so bad, and we had had Mexican rice that night, and I would have sworn that's what caused it. For years, I would not eat this yellow right. rice. As a kid, you're like, that was the last thing that I ate. That's it. it that was what it was. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. Do you have a random irrational fear other than pasta salad and fucking necklace charms? Mm, you know. Or do you have one that like other people have that's so wild? I feel like, I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like I have normal fears like, you know. I fear getting kidnapped. Yeah, like I definitely have that fear. I I don't know. Hashtag womanhood. <laughs> Hashtag being a woman. Uh, I feel like a woman. Let's go, girls. I think that my irrational fear is probably, I feel like I'm overly afraid of like bug, like spiders and bees. Yeah, like you I'm, are really weird about bugs. But, but a lot of girls are. But that's because on my birthday one year, I had a bee go in my ear and sting me inside my ear. And I just remember that buzzing sound was like, you know, when even like with filler, you get back, you can hear everything. That bee was in my ear. So like the buzzing. And it flew out. It stung me and then it got out. Thank God. But like, I just remember that buzzing. Imagine being stuck in there. No, but it like shaked my, like rattled my like bones almost. So like, I still remember that feeling. And so whenever I see a bee, like I panic. And then there was a situation at the cabin where we had this deck and it had those grates through it, you know? Yeah. And I was just walking, minding my own, like, teenage self. And all of a sudden, I stepped over a bee's nest. And they came up in my shirt. Like, I ran down the dock screaming. And my dad was like, oh, I'm going to throw you in the lake. I would have just jumped in. Well, and I was 13. And I had my, like, makeup done when I thought I was so cute. And I was like, no, don't throw me in the lake. I'm going to mess up my makeup. But I got stung, like, 20 times. And so there's me, like, there's a picture of me at the cabin on our, like, island counter with all this baking soda all over me. And I'm just like, the bee. Oh, is that what you use? Yeah. 
you mix baking soda and water and it takes the venom out. Mm-hmm. Really? Fun fact. Yeah. So you make like a little bit no, of a piece. Now you know. Yeah. So my irrational fear is bees, but I feel like it's kind of warranted, but it's irrational and excessive. I don't feel like I really have an irrational one. I, Raphael has one that's really funny. And why it's so fucking irrational. Have you ever seen this big ass motherfucker in the backseat of a car? He really doesn't fit well. Exactly. <laughs> have you ever seen him in the backseat of a vehicle? Savannah. Never. Okay. Never. Let's start there. In, in the Ubers, he even sits in front. Uh-huh. He makes them move their stuff. He literally says, I'm sitting up here. Sir, you. you have five seats. This seat's for me. This is, this is mine. Okay. Thank you. So Raphael's biggest irrational fear is sitting in the back seat and having somebody move the seat in front of him and his toes get stuck in it. <sighs> and he'll say that. And the other day I made a TikTok. Has that ever happened? No. He doesn't sit in the back seat. So he has no PTSD. No, he has no PTSD. He has nowhere that this came from. He just genuinely is like, I'm terrified of sitting in the back seat and just getting my toes chopped off. And there was like this TikTok and I stitched it and it was like, ask your man like what he's most afraid of. And if he doesn't say losing you, like start a fight. So I stitch it and I was like, what's your, like, what's your biggest fear in life? And he was like, sitting in the back seat and getting my feet ran over by the friend like this seat in front of me i'll literally tell santino he, this had, video. he had that ready to go like that no was literally like that ready. is always his answer always his answer anytime you're ever like rafael what's your biggest fear that is 1000 percent what he will say and then i'll be like no like not like a re- you don't have like a real answer he'll be like oh yeah well, like losing you or like my family or like death is like not really he's great like, obviously me. yeah but he's like yeah he's like obviously that and i'm like eh, you're like i think you're just trying to play catch up because you didn't say it the first time but yeah. okay that is wild. I don't think I've ever seen him sit in a backseat. Never. Anywhere. I've, I've never. I mean, maybe. Actually, there's been a couple times where he sat in, like, our car. If, like, my mom's in town, he'll, like, randomly sit in the backseat. Maybe. It's been very, very few times. Yeah. Where he's not driving. Because normally he's driving. That's the other part. Most that is true. Drives. That is true. I do feel like now that you said that, I do have one irrational fear that I can, like, think of now that you mentioned that. Because it's something to do with feet, too. Believe it or not. But it was, you know, those escalators at the airport that you can like, they're like the flat ones that yeah. you just walk and you go or you can stand. Yeah. So a couple years back, my uncle's mom, who was like in her seventies, had her and her dog and they were on that. Her dog's paw got caught at the end of the escalator. And so the dog ended up losing its leg, but she went down to grab and she lost her finger. And so my irrational fear is like to be on one of those and have something on. happen. And I'm like, Oh, so now I'm just like, I jump off of those. I always am watching anytime Never. on an, or off an escalator. I don't fuck with sea creatures. Like I don't fuck with like the unknown in the water. Yeah. I, you all. don't. Yeah, you don't. You're not a. Nope. No. I grew up in Florida. We see too much. Like I remember, I remember as a kid being at the beach and someone had to get bay flighted. That was like what our helicopter flights were called. It was bay flight. And because this kid got um, a jellyfish stung him and those are like deadly, but they're clear. You can't see them. Yeah. And so he got stung in the leg. He had to get bay flighted. There was a time where I actually went to school with these two twin boys. One was out camping and the water had a snake in it, like a water moccasin. That's like, it's not just a shot. That's a real snake. And it bit him in the water and he had to get bay flighted immediately. Like it literally bit him in the back of his leg. There's been so many times where people have like stepped on stingrays and get stabbed um, or poisoned. There's been times there's like these little sea urchins. They're little balls, but it's kind of like a pufferfish. Like when a pufferfish gets scared, they like 
puff up a little bit puff up but sea urchins they're little balls and they're always spiky but when they're in danger they release a poison <laughs> so my family used to literally like we would be on like islands and stuff we had a boat and we would always go out and my uncle thought it was funny to like find them and then throw them and you'd be like hey catch and someone would literally like go to catch and like we got so accustomed to like they're just don't fucking try to catch like if you're ever like hey catch i'm never gonna catch it like i will never put my hand up because i'm that traumatized from a kid like because sea urchins like there's so many things under the water that yeah. they're all eat they all eat each other it's not like pure like as it's people. a whole ecosystem yes they all literally eat each other so if they are bigger than you're getting eaten so everything that well everything is smaller than a fucking massive whale so everything under the ocean is like got some sort of way to protect itself new fear unlocked for yes, sure i do not new fuck fear. With the ocean. i like in the bahamas no yeah no well, and that, i feel like that makes sense because i'm like anytime like when, even when i was in hawaii like i would get in but i feel like that's because i didn't grow up in a place where it was like normal if i grew up in florida and saw all of that there is no way that i would be like i'm do jumping you, in freely do you hearing about the kid that was vacationing in disney world and he was in and got eaten by an alligator yes yeah because a lot of people just don't know every body of water every single body of water should have a sign like even a puddle like a puddle that's or not a puddle but like a little itty bitty pond like yeah. teeny tiny guaranteed there's either a snake in there or there's an alligator in there i don't fuck with snakes do not get near the water or the other thing is like turtles like they're not just cute little turtles we have snapping turtles down there we have alligator snapping turtles alligator snapping turtles are so big that they can kill you with how big their bite is fuck that i'm getting hot just thinking about it snakes freak me the fuck out water moccasins again those are like so poisonous they're terrifying i didn't know that was a real snake i thought that was a shot i'm like oh that's where it came from it's like a it's a poisonous snake there was one time that we found one in our front yard and it was actually my neighbor's front yard, but my older stepbrother at the time went and like cut the head off of it. And I'm sitting here like my mom was like so fucking heated that he was going even going over there. Like just call animal control, like whatever. Yeah. No, but seriously, actually we had reptile control down there because that would like, they would come and like get your alligator. Like if there was an alligator Damn. in your yard, shit like that. But people just don't know. And Disney didn't have signs going back to that kid that got eaten. It was at dusk, like right, probably about dinner time, like five, six o'clock. What was that dinner time? And the gators come out. Yes. And they're like, nobody thinks that something like Disney's going to have gators, no. but they're lit their Disney was built around marsh, not marshland, but it was built around like wetland. Yeah. And they have natural creatures in them. Now yeah, they have they signs for sure. T- oh yeah. I remember that summer cause I was down there that summer and they closed off all the parks to go literally put down signs every single body of water now at disney is not only has signs but completely roped off you can't get in the water damn which is like a good thing like that's what it should be but that's terrifying it's sad that this family had to lose its child but yeah it's like i wish everybody would know that that like every single body of water in florida don't touch don't even go near and that's crazy because like coming from the midwest like i've only seen videos of like I won't even go in the ocean, but I'm like, I, when we took our Mexico vacation, there was a bunch of fish that were by the dock and the guy that was like on the jet skis that was renting the jet skis that we were on. He was like, Oh yeah, you can jump in and swim with the fish. My young ass was like, okay. Literally jumped in, was circled by all the fish. I'm like, this is so fun. I'm a mermaid. Never. But now, yeah, no, but I didn't grow up in it. So for me, I'm like, okay, they're, he says they're safe. I'm good. No, never. (gasps) That's terrifying. You won't catch me in the ocean anymore. When I went to the Bahamas, they had said like, yeah, there's water sports, blah, blah. My train of thought was like, oh yeah, we'll have jet skis. We'll have like paddle boards, which we did have a couple of paddle boards, but stuff along those lines. Yeah. I didn't think like underwater type things. 
and all the girls were like getting in the water and I'm just sitting here like I can't I physically cannot do that it freaks me the fuck out and it's just not worth it because you know that your mood wouldn't be good anyway you're like I'm not gonna be fun so just just let me say no because I'm not gonna be fun like, yeah it's just not gonna be fun like for I would you. go on the little dinghy and they're like come in come in and granted like water down there is so clear that you can kind of see that like nothing's really around but they swim fast like those creatures swim fast yeah, and they can smell you like yeah oh, and if you have a cut no, or anything no, no, no. So, it freaks me the fuck out since you lived in Florida did you collect seashells when you were younger or did you collect anything like beach wise or like anything at all because I feel like if I lived it like every time I go to Florida my mama collects shells I come, came home with so many shells and Have you, do you know what a horseshoe crab is no so it's like it's a crab I'll have to show you a photo but they're like very circular but when they die the, they're in the insides come out but the shell is still there oh cool so it's very rare to find a full one but my mom would find those and collect those I've never been a big collector that's so cool. I feel like that'd be really cool to collect. I just, like, when we were in Florida growing up, like, when we would go visit, that's the one thing we always brought home was shells. Even if it was, like, yeah. broken pieces. I was a big rock collector when I was younger. I really? love rocks. I still have my full collection. And I still look for rocks. Like, at, like literally, I will still look for them as I'm walking around. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I still what pick them up. What started that, like... I don't know. I think it was because we were younger. We had a cabin and we would always go and we had all like the shoreline that was so beautiful, but I would always find little agates and I just loved how pretty they looked and like all like the stripes. And so I like started my rock collection with just agates. And then as I would travel, like we would go to, up to Duluth and some of those beaches had such beautiful rocks. I'm like, this is so pretty. And then as I got older and I was wiser, I would then paint the rocks and then sell them to my family at our family functions. <laughs> when I was older and wiser, I feel like every yeah. kid did that. Like oh, we would yeah. go out and paint a rock all blue. And then you're like, it's cookie monster. Literally. And I was like, here, it's a dollar. And my, it's uncle, a dollar. my uncle and aunt couldn't say no. They were so supportive. Yeah. Even back then. What an entrepreneur. I know. I know. I don't know. I feel like as a child, I've always been obsessed with electronics. Granted, I was raised in a house with my mom and my stepdad, and both of them were technology based. Like my stepdad built companies in like hardware, like computer oh, hardware. So like you were around tech talk tech all too. the time. All the time. And my mom did the same thing. She programs like websites and stuff so like both of them are very tech people but as a kid I just remember always have an obsession with like it started with an mp no cd players I had a pink and white cd player with like the little headphones oh fun then we moved to an mp3 player and then the mp3 player went to like the little ipad the little ipod that's like a square then it went to like the nano then or what is like the yeah the nano then like the touch not the touch what's like the long skinny one that's the nano what was the little mini one then? iPad. That was like a little cube one. I know what you're talking yeah. about, but I don't remember what I like they clipped it. on. With like no screen. Yeah. And it was just like yeah. a little circle that like you would hit next. Then it went to the nano. Then it went to, well, the touch I never actually had because I went to a DS and then I had a phone. I still have a DS. I wish I did. I still have it. I still will play Super Mario every once in a while. I wish I had it. It's so I fun to love Super Mario. Or I liked like the chat room. I'll bring it over on Friday. You could play with it. <laughs> no, because I will steal it from you. It's so fun. Um, I don't know. I just always loved that. Like I loved the GameCube. I loved gaming. I loved phones. Like 
I've just always been or cameras. I've always been addicted to cameras. I feel like yeah. a lot of people don't actually know that I have like the photography background. Right. I'm like, that makes sense now. But I'm like, if you would have just showed me your mm-hmm. like camera collection, I would have been like, why do you have so many cameras? Yeah, I loved cameras. And I've always loved to just capture life. Like in yeah. general, that's always been my thing. I love associating songs with where I was in life. Yeah. So like music and photos have always been like my shit. I, I could see that. And I feel like too, like I can even not even imagine what you would do without your phone. I feel like, what would you do without your phone? If you couldn't have your phone for a week, say you were on an Island stranded and your phone battery died, but people knew about you, but they were coming in a week. What would you do with yourself? When I, am I by myself or with Raphael? You choose. Well, if I'm with Raphael, I'm either coming home pregnant or divorced. (laughs) <laughs> and a sore diaphragm bleep that out <laughs> i just be bruised everywhere be, bruised. be like what else can we do <laughs> what else can we do we're procreating yeah we're procreating today priorities i wonder if our neighbors that are actually like working they work office jobs next door and i wonder if they ever hear us well you know um, what we should just we should make little cards and just slip it under the door and be like you heard some of our dirty secrets but listen in next week <laughs> tune in to bleep that tune out in. tuesday I don't know if I was, by, well, honestly, I would probably read. I actually really do enjoy reading. Um, I would, what's hard is my job is my phone now. So it's like yeah. turning it off. I just, I physically feel like I can't do, but I'm trying to be better at it. I've been trying to at night. I've been trying to like put it down Mine's and have the morning. I feel like I have flip it because the mornings when I'm the most productive at night, I'm like, I just want to That's what I'm saying. Get off your phone in the morning. I guess that's true. Like that's the time. Like literally I was reading, the, listening to this podcast and she was like, the time in the morning, like she calls it stage one of like immediately when you open your eyes to the first time you touch your phone is the only time that is you time. Mm-hmm. So however long of a time you need before that, like whether it's 10 minutes of you time where you brush your teeth, feed the dogs, go outside, check the mail, whatever. But mine, I was like, I've started to do that in the morning. I'll wake up and I literally don't check my phone. I don't even know what time it is. I literally wake up. I don't look at it at all. I go brush my teeth. That was actually what I did this morning. I went and got my makeup done. And then I journaled and then I had a call, but it's like, if shit were to have gone how it normally goes, I would have literally just woken up, done my makeup, like brushed my teeth, done my makeup, and then immediately got on the call because I would have wasted an hour on my phone because you check your texts. I have to make sure nothing's going out. Then I'm like, okay, well I got to check my notifications and I open Instagram, then I open TikTok and then I'm gone. It's done for. No, that honestly, it makes sense because I can't tell you how much time I waste in the morning just scrolling, but I feel like that's my only time to scroll. So maybe I do have to flip it because I've been putting my phone down at night to try to like read a chapter of a book because I used to love reading, but now my mind is just so full that I'm like, I don't have time, but I'm like, I, and when I have time, I want to enjoy it. Like, I don't want to just read to read. She was saying stage one is the me time in the morning. Stage five is the me time at night. Okay. So you should be doing that. But like, I like stage one as like, the me time of like planning and setting the day, like writing in your planner, writing in your journal, reading like a self-help book for a chapter. And then at night again, like the 20 to 30 minutes of reading is great. And like a fun book. Yeah. Like Like a fun book that like you just get to turn off the world. Yeah. But like the more that you can turn your one and your fives back into you time. Yeah. It's like, she was saying like, it's so beneficial for your life. I love that. I definitely am. I'm doing the night one now. I've been doing it for a couple of days, which has been good. Um, and trying to get to bed earlier so that I can wake up yeah. earlier. But if I wake up earlier, my thing is, is that like, I tend to like get up early, but like if I work at lifetime, I'm like, okay, what time is it? Like I have to do this, like trying to like prioritize the morning with my timing that I have before work, but I'm going to try that. We're going to give it a go. My thing that's hard is at night, 
is like, cause again, my life all day is my job Yeah, and my job is my life. So it's like hard to differentiate the two, but then at nighttime, it's when I feel like I can FaceTime yeah, and I can like actually finally have like a real conversation or like I can talk to my mom or Reagan will call and it's like more like a check-in as a friend yeah. or like you or Haley or whatever. And I feel like it's finally time to just like actually have a real conversation versus yeah. like, okay, yeah, sounds good. I'll see you later. Bye Savannah. Like, yeah. But I'm also like, damn, I'm still on my phone. Yeah. So it's hard because I feel like I don't have that one-on-one time with friends anymore because I'm trying to not be on my phone because I do want to have that turnoff time. But I'm yeah. like, that is my one time to actually be personally on my phone, yeah. not business-wise on my phone. It's I hard. I get that. No, I that makes sense. I totally get that, especially because you are on yeah. your phone as your job. Like that And people is think like is. since I'm on my phone, like they can contact me and it's like, no, I ignore text messages out the yeah. ass. I literally don't even respond if it's not business-oriented. I can attest like, to that for sure. Well, because then I'm like, well, we'll talk on a personal level. We'll FaceTime. You can distract But now I'm like him. trying to like not do that anymore either. And I'm also trying to be like more... I'd rather do in-person time. Yeah. And ADHD does not work with that because yeah. then you get so distracted and then your whole day you're like on a different wavelength. Speaking of ADHD, we've been going for an hour. Oh shit. Well, we just shared our dirty laundry our through and through. Fucking secrets. I pray to God Raphael doesn't watch this episode. Just, just say that we're not doing an episode. No, that's just, a lie. He's going to be like, bitch, I see your clips online. Facts. Facts. Speaking of, Speaking of has he called yet? Has he texted yet? He did actually text me two minutes ago. There we go. He's like, where are you at? What are you doing? No, girl? he said, I'm home with the girls. I just took them on a walk. Oh, what a good dog, daddy. He's a good man, Savannah. A, a good, good man. man. Well, yeah. anything else you want to bleep out? What do you have to bleep out this week, girl? Let's finish it strong. What do you got to bleep out this week? What shit you going through? I'm proud of you for going to therapy. That's new from last episode. Yeah. I've been see- I'm like, I'm proud of you. That's vulnerable. She's definitely helping though, for sure. Therapy's great. I think everyone should see a therapist. I think it's so wonderful. I, um, but she's also sparking me in ways. Cause like, you know how like you feel like you go to therapy, you know, when you go to therapy to have somebody who's unbiased yeah, and then you like lay out the situation, obviously everybody say, for example, like, which I have never, but like, say it was like, yeah, Savannah and I are going through this. Right. Yeah. And she was like, oh no, Catherine, like you're completely in the right. Obviously you're going to have your own side of the story yeah. too. So what I've been going through is like family shit. And I'm like, here's my side. Here's what's fucking happened. Like blah, blah, blah. I've been spilling the beans on it. And I'm like, and I've told her I'm not a perfect person. I've added a lot of toxicity into the family dynamics as well. But like, she'll be, she says to me, it's funny because she was like, well, what's, she's like, I love your accountability. And I love that you've looked internally because that's the first step. She's like, normally with most clients, I have to say, Hey, let's look internally at what we can control. And she was like, I love that you've already put in that work. But she said the other day, and I was explaining something. She goes, and mind you, she swears, which I fucking love. She goes, they sound like fucking losers. And I, I was like, her. I was like, uh, well, I agree. How did you respond? Then she goes, what's wild to me is these are grown ass adults that are acting like juveniles. And I was like, <gasps> your therapist is a raise. I, I literally said, I agree. And she goes, I have two teenagers. Let me tell you how I treat my juveniles. Because she says, she says people treat like people act and show you how they need to be treated. Meaning if they're acting like a teenager, treat them like a teenager. The fact she that she goes, called them juveniles though. Literally. That is literally she goes, epic. She goes, um, this is how I treat my teenagers. They need a structure. They need accountability. They need discipline. They need boundaries. And she goes, and sometimes they need to sit in a fucking room alone and stare at the goddamn wall. And I was oh. like, 
Oh, it's been a productive session. See you next week. <laughs> You're like, so I can go talk more shit because now I really got to get this out. Right. Well, like I like that she's, she's honestly just like taught me. She's like, it's stuff that like, cause I hold on to so many things that I can't control. And yeah. I think that is just one of my biggest issues. You have that too, that where too. it's like the control factor. Yeah. And when we can't control it, we spiral. And yeah. then it's like, it's like, what can, how we can freeze. I, yeah. It's like, how do I deal with this? And mm-hmm. she's taught me like separate the two of like, here's what I can control. Yeah. Here's what I hope for. But like they're two different things yeah. and they can both coexist. Like maybe sometimes your hopes will go over into what you can control and your controls can go over. But she's like, just let yeah. things go. But it was nice to hear like, I definitely thought that I was going to get a lot of like, Catherine, like, what did you do? Yeah. And I was very open and very honest about like, here's this, this and this. And, and here's how I feel. And this is this. And she was like, at the end of the day, like they're the adults. Um, yes, you are an adult now. But, like, a lot of it stemmed from childhood. And, for example, like, I don't know if I've told you this. I'm not invited to Christmas. Did I tell you this story? No. So, we have a family group chat. We did. Always. Yeah. And this is my dad. My dad's family is very small. And so, my dad's family was primarily my stepmom's family. And my stepmom's family is larger. There was, like, 20 of us in a group chat before my dad even died. And I'm bleeping all this shit out. So, my stepmom started a separate group chat that didn't include me, Raphael, and my older brother, Will in this is during the funeral week did I ever tell you this no but that's fucked up so I'm out to dinner with my cousin it was right before my dad's funeral she started another group chat and my cousin's phone went off and mine didn't and we're sitting right next to each other my stepmom didn't know this and my cousin was like and I saw it and I was like where's mine and then I looked at Raphael because we were with Raphael he was across from us I was like did your phone go off it was literally the funeral arrangements for my father she what? took us out of because she didn't want me, Raphael, and my bro- older brother in it because she thought that I was going to publicize it online. She she thought I was going to post when and where my dad's funeral was. That's why she took us out. Yeah, because I that's what the priority her. is here. Like, I brought it up to her and she swears to God she didn't do it. But mind you, there's only ever been one family group chat. How do you accidentally make another one? No. You would have to go individually cut people out or individually add people in. And with 20 people in it, that takes time. Yeah. So I'm like, right away I was pissed. Well, obviously I knew the actual time to be there. And, but I was under the understanding that my older brother would be let know of. So she had told us this funeral started at two, but it actually got started at one. Well, me and Raphael show up at one o'clock. My brother Will was late. Her family was talking mad shit, like making fun of my older brother being like, like just making sly comments about how he's always late. And he's basically like the black sheep. Like they always try to treat, treat him like that. And which I get, like he's got his own issues, but like that was fucked up. And I was so pissed. This is actually the wake. It wasn't the actual funeral. So the wake the day before when we were all like in that meeting room. Yeah. And they were like talking shit about him and my blood was boiling. I was like shaking because I was so fucking heated that I was like the fact that you're letting your family talk shit about my dad's son and my brother, like at his wake, you were the one that lied about the time I was pissed. So my brother showed up late and didn't know, looked like an idiot. And other people were like mad anyways. So since that day, since that day, over a year ago, we have not been in the family group chat. Well, now that I've publicized stuff online and she hears it, she's like, she's so sick of me talking shit online. Well, then don't do shit. I really needed to get this off my chest because I'm like, nobody knows this. But, um, so I am against a couple weeks ago, I am talking to one of my cousins and they had said, my stepmom's hosting Christmas. And I was like, oh, like, okay, good to know. Like, is that, I was like, is like, how do you know that? And this cousin goes, well, my parents told me. 
And I was like, okay. There was now another direct conversation where my stepmom called the aunts and uncles and like the people who were invited to then relay it to their own children. So the cousin level, because she doesn't want there to be a known paper trail, paper trail that Raphael and I are not invited to Christmas. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but I think your therapist is spot on. And I'm just like, that's like not even wild. How can you treat a human being like they're not a human being or your child or Or like the thing that drives me the most nuts and I was calling my mom I called my mom about it because obviously I was very upset and it's like I I probably wouldn't even go yeah and I honestly wouldn't go yeah just due to the things I can't fake it Raphael is like you know Raphael like he cannot fake something and it started to wear on me of like I shouldn't fake shit yeah if I'm not okay I'm not okay and that's okay yeah and so going into Christmas I was already like I just don't really think I'm gonna go yeah. But we always do a gift swap exchange. And my uncle called me and I was like, no, I don't want to be partaking. Like, I don't need, like, I'm not going to the Christmas, so I'm just not going to partake. And he was like, well, there's a lot of cousins that aren't going to want to partake because you guys kind of set the standard. You guys yeah. are the oldest. They look up to you, blah, blah. And a lot of them did drop out when I said I didn't want to do the gifts. So then we got back in and I was like, well, here's my number one thing. I don't want people thinking I have to have a gift. Like, I'm not partaking yeah. because I need anything. Right. I don't want shit. But like, if it means that all the cousins want to partake, I'll partake. If they keep their tradition going, sure. But I'm sitting here like, I feel so uncomfortable that I'm like, I'm not even invited. And um, where was I going with this? Oh, I called my mom and I was like, it's just sad because I've never had a Christmas with my mom ever in my life. Yeah. Maybe when my, my first one ever. So like knowing that my dad was always my Christmas, always. Yeah. And last year was already awkward, but like we, it was doable. This year it's like Raphael and I are literally going to sit in our house and stare at each other for the first time ever. Yeah. And it's like, everybody has invited us. Your family's invited us. Haley's like so many people have invited us. Shit. Like even like the, the Wasserman family. Yeah. Like Santina was like, you're more than welcome to come down to Atlanta. And I'm like, I I get it. And like, it's great. And like, I'm not sitting here saying that, that like we have nowhere to go, but it's also just such an uncomfortable feeling where it's like somebody has taken literally everything from me and removed me so far out of like the only family I've ever known. And the, I know it's just such a low blow because she does like, she has nothing else to hurt me with. And yeah. this is, and it's, it's working. It's definitely hurting. Right. Cause I'm sitting here like, yes, I probably wouldn't even go. But the fact that like, you're going out of your way to, instead of just being like, you know what, Catherine, we haven't worked our shit out. Like I just would prefer you don't come around for Christmas. I'm like, cool. I'm not coming around anyways. Like that is right. what it is. But the fact that you're going around everybody else. And now one of my cousins is sitting me down to say like, Hey, just so yeah. you know, And I like went and delivered the Christmas gifts that we got for the people that we got to one of my aunt and uncles last night. And, um, they were like, what do you like, what'd you decide for Christmas? And they don't know that we know this. So, but they feel uncomfortable because like they're kind of put in the middle of like, unintentionally put. we don't want to hurt your guys' feelings by telling you like, Hey, just so you know, you're not invited. So they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, what do you mean? And they're like, for Christmas. And I was like, well, what's happening for Christmas? Like, who's hosting it? I was like, I don't even know who's hosting it. And they're like, oh, your stepmom. And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, how'd you guys know that? Is there a group chat? Like, go for you, girl. Raphael literally was like, oh, shit. Like, I am to the point. And it's not their fault. You're but I'm more just like, stop over. fucking playing. Like, yeah. it's so annoying. It's, it's so it's frustrating. High school sh- it's literally like high school shit. Like, it's like I wasn't gossipy. even that mean in high school. 
I wasn't either. I'm just like, it's so painful because it's like my dad was, and again, at the end of the day, like my dad's gone and he was the one that like made my Christmases, like any Christmas that we were always together where it was his family or her family. Like I would always just like sit with my dad. I loved my dad. Like my dad made the Christmas more fun. Even like the opening of Christmas gifts, dads in general just make stuff more fun. Like unfortunately just is the role in life. Like the moms buy all the gifts, they wrap them all. They make all the surprises happen. The dads sit back and are like, do 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 like yeah. what you get like but the dads just get the fun title I don't yeah. know what it is what it is but my dad was the tie that I had to Christmas and we literally just turned this into a therapy session I'm so sorry no I love this because that, that's what we're doing is everyone we have to bleep something out and so I do think that just <sighs> listening to your story though I'm like it shows the significant impact of your dad and the energy that he radiated of how positive the role that he played in your family like like shaking like he he kept it all together yeah. you know and so that's the amazing thing about someone so amazing is it's like now that he's not here they're showing their true side because no one's holding him back that's what I was talking to one of my brothers about mm-hmm. and that's the hard part because don't ever let me diminish like what my stepmom's done for me in my lifetime I've always said that like you've done a sh- she's always been very you even say that behind closed solid doors. Gr- yeah she's been always the solid ground of the family she's always gotten shit done she made things happen like Mm -hmm. she put in a lot of energies and efforts for us to have a good childhood but at the end of the day it's not what you've done for me but it's how you've made me feel actions always speak louder and it just it just consistently is again like even as an adult and my dad's gone now and and I was talking to my brother about that of like dad was in the middle to like be like hey maybe let's not say that Mm -hmm. or like he would get heated about sometimes the way she would speak to us and he would get involved and be like, you can't like stop. Like he, he was her rebounder of like, shit's not right. And I've always like, I've always had, because also her parents think that she's done no wrong. So she stopped growing at the teenage years with accountability. I would say yes. And, um, even like her siblings and like nobody can tell her anything, her own children. Mm -hmm. We can't get through to her of like, we've been like, Hey, maybe you should go sit with somebody like an unbiased professional and just let some shit out. Even just get some steam off one, but then also have somebody to rebound of like, how do we handle this situation? Because sometimes it is okay to be told that you're wrong. Yeah. But I'm like, it's just so hard where I'm like, nobody can get through. And the only people that could condone her behavior. And which is why there's been times like now. Yeah. And then there's times even like before my dad passed, like, any issue that they would go through, my dad would get blamed of like, well, you're adding stress or she's doing this because you're not stepping up or you're not doing this or you're failing here. And my dad was like, so now my dad's out of the picture. So now it's who's next. And it's like the one that's the closest to him. Take one for the team. It was me. And you know what? The best thing you can do is just separate because obviously the sad thing is, is I feel like people eventually hit that point where they're like, they're stuck in their ways and it's like unless you do a full 180 and you admit hey like I need help or go talk to someone you're going to be stuck in that way and I don't want anything to do with it because Mm -hmm. if you're not treating people at the bare minimum of being a human being then there's no point yeah at least that's how I feel bleep that shit out bleep that shit out that was a good bleep session girl I just took like oh shit 10 minutes that's so sorry no but you had to get that off your chest so go for you girl frustrating it's so frustrating or like the whole like um meet me drama when like all that went down I made a comment of like because she even took her side on that or like she's always going against me and I had said that to her at one of our last full conversations where I actually was like letting out my true feelings I was like I feel like anything I do Mm -hmm. no matter what I will be in the wrong and you will always choose whoever I'm going up against no matter what. And I was like, as your daughter, like that's exhausting. Do you think it's because she sees your dad and you? 
because if he used to be that person that was that you know like almost punching bag do you think that it's because she know. sees a lot of his tendencies in you and that makes her like instantly fire up because sometimes that happens I'm gonna, like cries I mean I did not mean to bring it to this but like I'm like genuinely like really frustrated I don't know what it is yeah and that's okay I feel like that's like that's part of the process but I am coming over to hug you no, because I'm okay. a hugger okay, are you sure yeah I'm good okay I don't know I feel like sometimes I'm like I don't know if it's because she really wanted like the picture perfect like her own four children yeah. and she got four but like two of them aren't hers two are the bonuses I'm like I'm like, that's the beautiful thing is it's like, she thinks I taint Aaron and I'm like, Aaron is a man of his own. Like he has his own brain. Aaron and I just happen to think alike. Yeah. So I get blamed at like anytime Aaron does something like it's my fault. And I'm like, I didn't even like, I have no idea what he was even doing. He's an adult. And and she in turn, what she's doing is she's internalizing her own shit and projecting it onto you guys, especially you. But it's like, there's a reason why even some of your siblings don't go to her with things. Like there's reasons for that. It's not you guys, it's the common denominator. What's the common denominator? And it's like, as soon as you guys learn to like, let that roll off your shoulder, which it's going to be years in the making because you have to slowly harden that piece of your heart, which sucks. But it's like the fact that you're able to even talk about it with one therapy two all of us, well, Hey, and you just have to get it off your chest, but I'm like, you can't hold it in. Like if you hold it in, it starts to destroy your soul and you become angry and you become resentful and you become like all that hate starts to fill you up. And then you end up like that. And so the biggest thing you can do is let it out because otherwise yeah. you will end up like that 100%. I'm in full belief of that because I've watched so many people with a trajectory of that and it's not pretty. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't think we ever will because it's something in their own. Well, like to me, I even said to my therapist yesterday, I was like, I dig really deep into trying to figure out what it is because for example, like my dad chose her, right? Yeah. My dad was an amazing human being. So like yeah. there's got to be an amazing human being in there. You know what I mean? Maybe there once was. So that's where I'm like, I dig into like, can we get that back? Because my dad wasn't just free willing it out there. Like my dad was like a very dedicated man. He loved her dearly. So I'm sitting, but like the later years in life, she was treating him like this. So I'm like, I'm trying to be like, can we get back to the person that she must've been back in the day? Or like as a kid that I remember her being was like, her and I were close for a very long time. And I loved her and I love her dearly. I love her. Dearly, I would take out at this point because dearly means something different to me now. Yeah. But I'm like, it just is so weird and I don't get it. And I'm exhausting feeling like, I just feel like I'm at always in the spotlight of everybody that yeah. I've put myself in that role. That's fine. I understand that. But like even like the negative, like you shouldn't be in those. Or like in my family, like why can't I just be a person that's part of yeah. the family that like we might not always see eye to eye. Yeah. You and I aren't always going to see eye to eye. But at yeah. the end of the day, it just is like that's okay. You live your life. I live my life. Like, but we can still be friends. We can still yeah. have a relationship. We can still t- like, why is it that every single thing I do, I'm under the microscope, every single thing. And I'm just like, it's it, fucking exhausting as I mean to anyone. I mean, just the sound of all that. I'm like, that sucks. The fact that it's a consistent theme to just tear you down. I'm like, insecurity is a huge one. And then also like a mutual respect thing. It's like you and I, we can argue, we can fight, but like eventually we're going to sit down, we're going to hash it out. We're yeah. going to be respectful. The hash we're hash doesn't out. happen. And, and when it's tried, that was like when Raphael like went and sat down and, yeah. and like the two people that he was speaking to, he actually only had my stepmom present for the simple fact that the two people he was speaking to originally that we tried to sit down with, they went and lied afterwards. So he was like, I'm going to have your stepmom there so she can be present and see. 
and like they came clean about everything and she was still like Raphael like you're um you're her like not harassing but you're being really nasty blah 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 and then Raphael was like excuse me like stop sitting here playing the amener like yeah you you have to play but like you have to see both sides and I sat that meeting out because I was like no that was my last chance to like I gave up after like sitting down face to face and then hearing lies on my name and things that were said that weren't even said I'm like no yeah, and no. we left that meeting literally laughing ha 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 and then I hear like I'm harassing you I bullied you I made you cry and I'm sitting here like well both of us were crying like fucking babies right at the end of the day we were crying over the fact that like dad normally used to be the mediator of all and this. it got to this point yes so oh my god we just went along you know Anyways. what that was a good bleep did you session. have anything to bleep out no I honestly don't guys I just feel like I took I, your time I'm sorry no I feel like this time of year is just like already so hectic that I'm like I'm just moving a million miles a minute this week is a long ass week with just trying to get everyone in before the holidays so I really haven't had time to like think or process or do anything other than just like be like so yeah I work tomorrow I have a long day tomorrow and then Friday and then that's it for the holidays then I have the week off after Christmas yes but no I think it's good to get it off your chest because then you don't internalize it because you can't control it and I think that's the hardest part for people like you and me who we thrive on having that little piece of like understanding or like dissecting it to understand. And when you can't control it, you don't understand it. And when you can't understand it, you can't control it or how you feel about it. So I think I try to understand. Yeah. I think all your feelings are valid girl. And that was a good bleep session. I can't wait to hear everyone else's bleep sessions when we do those. Oh yes. This is a good episode. I can't believe I cried. Sorry y'all. No, I love that. I want to hug you. I'm going to hug you off camera. Goodbye. Goodbye. Happy um, New Year to you guys out there. It, this is coming out right after Christmas. So oh, Merry yeah. Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, big things coming in 2024. We are super excited about. We love you all. We're thankful for you guys being here. Um, and don't judge us for all the secrets we just shared. <laughs> Raphael, I love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>